Welcome to Uncontained, Episode 5. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and I would like to give a big thank you to Megan Wagner, the artist who designed my new kick-ass logo that you see in the album art on iTunes and Stitcher. Definitely check that out. Megan Wagner, I'll link to her Facebook page in the show notes, and if you need a tattoo... You need some artwork done, logo, or whatever, let her know. Maybe she'll be able to hook you up. <laughs> or maybe I'm just special. But one thing I do know is got a kick-ass show for you today. It's my first interview with two guests. I have Robert F. Powers from Corn Fed Bruiser, who is also auditioning for the lead singer position of STP. Yes, I'm talking about Stone Temple Pilots and Nicole Jean Road of the band Rape Door. And yeah, the name's not exactly what you think. It's not about rape or about doors. Uh, Nicole actually says she does not remember exactly how they got the name. She was just told she agreed to it. How does that work? Uh, well, we'll find out in the conversation along with... Uh, talk about the movie that Nicole was in. It's a trauma movie. It's Return to Newcomb High Part 1. It's a very interesting show to say the least, so stick around with Robert F. Powers and Nicole Jean Road. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Uncontained. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and today we have Robert F. N. Powers and... Nicole Road. Uh, Bob Powers is in the band Cornfed Bruiser and also has an exciting uh, thing he's auditioning for coming up. We'll get into that in a minute. And Nicole Road, her band is Rape Door, and she's also been in a movie. We'll touch on that in a little bit, too. Uh, is there anything I missed in the intro, guys? It sounds good. The intro sounds good. So how have you guys been? It's been, uh, been a long time, Bob and yep. Nicole, first time. Yeah, it's been quite some time since Cedar Rapids days back in the uh, tornadoes uh, scene and all that business. How long you, How long has it been? Shit. I've been out here for about three and a half years. Okay, so I saw a while back, I think maybe before you left? Yeah, it's been oh, probably about four years okay. since we've seen each other. I've been in Minneapolis eight. So uh, are you still playing with Corn Fed Bruiser? Well, we got a little story there. Um, Nate and I are still working together um you know travis has been kind of tough the drummer um you know just kind of tough to nail down his schedule and, and get the commitment from him you know that we all wanted and so uh we just decided to kind of put that on the back burner you know we've got an album's worth of material that we were going to record um but we just couldn't could never make it happen so oh man it's got to be tough when you're in minneapolis and the the rest of the band right is in cedar rapids well you know i mean Yes and no. Um, you know, the way we've always written together is, you know, my opinion, and I guess my thought on it is, it, as long as the band's tight, you know, then I'm good. You know, I mean, obviously there, there is that feel of being in the same room together, but, you know, Corn Fed has always been such a, a sum of all the parts band that, you know, they're good enough players and, and I, you know, they've always been good enough players, even the interchangeable bass players that, you know, I do my work when I'm here, you know, I've most of the music that we've written together, we've never really written together, right? You know, so uh, I lived in Madison, uh, you know, for a year or so when we first started playing together again. Uh, that was long distance. And, uh, you know, we have the interwebs now. And I have access to a studio. So, you know, I guess from a mindset standpoint, you know, it kind of sucks for them to not have me there as often as they yeah. would have liked, et cetera. But, um you know, it's one thing if they're all rehearsing regularly, which wasn't happening, uh, you know, and it, it, it's another thing if, if they aren't. So um, then at that point, it doesn't really matter, the distance. And you can be just like a Skype band otherwise, well, you know, just uh, get together and jam on Skype. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like Nate, for example, you know, we're, he's working on something else, um, you know, with, and we've talked about, you know, working together on another project not calling it corn fed bruiser, but kind of growing out of that and into something else. So, you know, he's been playing with our old bass player, John, that played with us at the last half of the shows, you know, and everything that we did with corn fed and then a, a drummer, um, 
named Don Brown, which we've known he he's toured all over the place and he's you know was in a band called Burnout. And he's an amazing musician. He's a good writer. He can sing. He's a hell of a drummer. So uh, Nate sent me some tracks that they've been working on, and they're some kind of leftover stuff that we were started to jam on with Bruiser, but never really came to fruition. Um, so he sent me you know the the arrangements uh, for that material today, and I sent him a picture back uh, about. You know, having a boner. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And what are you guys drinking there? I can hear the ice cubes. Uh, root beer and vodka. Yeah. <laughs> I am drinking straight. Root beer and vodka. I actually had, uh, it, it was actually Valentine's Day. Uh, had a hard root beer from Chicago. I can never remember the name of it, but. Root beer? It, I, what's that? Not your dad's root beer? That might actually be it. And it actually tasted the most like root beer out of all the hard root beers that I've had. Nice. Is that, uh, does that mean it's frothy? Is it really frothy? And is it, ben- I mean, I guess I haven't had a lot of root beers. Is it vanilla tasting or I'm drinking? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it tastes, you know, a little bit more like uh, Bargs or uh, one, or maybe not even Bargs, but one of, one of the better root beers on the shelves, yeah. you know? <laughs> Dad's root beer. Yeah, we could go with dads if you like, but also has a little bit of bite. A bite, that's just, wow. Well, that has a bite. It has a Phillips vodka bite. <laughs> a Phillips vodka bite, huh? Oh, yes, in many ways. But it is the best <laughs> vodka, in my in my opinion. It's filtered through Ryan Philippe's underwear. Yeah, yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, um, your band, Nicole, Rape Door. First of all, I want to know, how did you come up with the name Rape Door? It has nothing to do with... Uh, condoning the act of rape or uh, celebrating or, or mocking or making fun of or or, or uh, taking lightly. It has none of those okay. things to do with rape. Con- yeah, but, um, you know, I, I did not name the band. <laughs> <laughs> I did not name the band. And it, it has been, um, it has been like, the blessing and a curse it has not been a blessing <laughs> at all there has been no blessing about this name and nor do i enjoy the name um it has been a curse uh and, and because our band we are we couldn't we wouldn't even hurt a fly and so i don't know this ba- i don't know how it got i don't know how it became rape door ron rudlong my guitarist um named it and he said i agreed and i believe that i did not so i must have been very drunk that day but that's vodka. That, <laughs> but so yeah, eight years later. But yeah, so it's a. What do you think of the name? Uh, I didn't quite un like. I heard it and I was like, hmm, rape door. I wonder if there's a joke there or something, or just uh, just shows two words at random and put them together or what? You know, <laughs> that's the mind of Ron Rudlow. But but by all, I mean, I I feel that. It, but rape door is it's 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 not a good name. But um, I'm hoping to bring good out of it. I feel like there's a reason that this was brought to me, and I'm going to have. There's some reason, and that's something that will bring a lot of happiness to people somehow with this name. So I think just going to a rape door show makes that happen. You know what I mean? Because people see it and they're like, "What?" And they just—it's like a train wreck. You have to watch it. You know what I mean? <laughs> walking down the street and there's a marquee outside rape door. I'm going in. I don't know. Okay, I thought you were saying me. her show was a train wreck, dude. But it's, True. It's, it's the right kind. It's the right kind of train wreck. You know, Nicole okay. sings right. and plays drums. So we should we we should we should talk about Stone Temple Pilots. Should we not? I guess. I think. think so. Okay, I'll I'll let you guys bring that up now. I was gonna wait for a little oh, bit to bring it up, okay. but no, no, no. It's out of the bag now. Yeah. It's out of the bag. Oh, yeah. Bob is uh, auditioning for Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, you don't have to do it now if you don't. No, no, you, you let it out of the bag. We're rolling with it. You, <laughs> you can't put, once the cat is out of the bag, you can't put it back in. Oh, oh watch me. Is, <laughs> <she's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, how did you find out that uh, STP was auditioning? You know, I actually uh, ran across it on blabbermouth.net. Okay. That site all the time, um, daily, and I saw it on there. So I was like, what? What? You know, and it's it's such a long shot, but it's been my dream you know, to front a band and to reach as many people as possible through, you know, the, the language and music and, you know, and I'm just like, and I've always 
envisioned like something like that coming up in my life where you had that opportunity that you know it's like if only well yeah you know, they've received as of the 29th i think they had eleven thousand submissions <gasps> oh my gosh okay and they're on average receiving a hundred a day and today was the last day for submissions so the 29th of february Today's the 7th, so it's another, probably, they probably received 13, 12, 13,000 submissions. Wow. Well, your odds are still better than winning the lottery. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Way better than winning the lottery, actually. You know, like the lottery is one in some 37,000 million or something. And you got the voice for it, too, man. I can, I can hear the Scott Weiland channeled through you. And uh, you did uh, Interstate Love Song and Tripping on a Hole in a Paper Heart, correct? And Vaseline. So, yeah, the... They put out three masters, okay, and you had to submit. The, got, the rules were, the guidelines, um, were that you had to submit to at least two of the covers of, to their masters, um, and then you had to submit your own original written material, um, some YouTube footage of you performing live with your band, um, a bio video, which I am going to submit later tonight. Um, okay. Oh, you know, did you finish that? Is that... No, I haven't finished it yet, but I, well, I mean, I, I wrote a nice bio video, you know, nice bio and shit about myself and, um, you know, I don't know. It was just kind of a, a cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think um, he's going to win. I don't know about that. It's a, I'd like to think so. That'd be cool. Even just to get a call, you know? So, uh, you know, STP is kind of one of those bands for me. Um, I love music. And so, you know, there's a lot of influence with those guys, um, in their style. So I, when I first heard them was a sex type thing when they broke, right? And I, yeah. You know, Scott Wyand on this video, you know, with his haircut really short and white. And I just, I thought he was some big, big dude or something, you know? Um, and then my younger brother happened to get the core cassette tape in his Columbia house package. That, oh, wow. That month. And... He didn't those CD clubs or it, tape clubs? Yeah. Those, I've, those are old school, man. Those Are those still around? Columbia? I don't know. I don't know if Columbia I, House is probably around or not. I don't they think they are. I did with cassette tapes even. Yeah. For somebody who doesn't know about <laughs> MP3s yet. There, there's only so many pennies yeah. a company can hold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but with the cost of copper, hell, that, yeah. that might have been a good investment <laughs> for them, right? Tape a penny. Yes, there. yes. 12 CDs or tapes, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. They were thinking ahead. They knew something. All right, so your brother got the CD from Columbia House. Yeah, he got a cassette. Or cassette. I, I jacked it. I jacked it. and uh, You thief. I, I know. Well, you know, he, he helped himself to to my shit as well. So, um, But yeah, you know, it was a, it was a cool album for me. Um, you know, Alice in Chains is my all-time favorite band in the world, you know, and Lane Staley being one of my biggest, bigger vocal influences. Um, yeah. You know, along with, you know, Bon Scott would be my other... Um, big vocal influence, all this, you know, et cetera. But um, no, there's just, there's something about that album that the swagger in it, um, you know, like Cracker Man is, is my favorite tune off that album. Um, you know, and then through this process, like I've gotten into a lot more of their catalog and uh, yeah, I mean, there's just a, the way that they write together, you know, and that's kind of been my thing with corn fed and with Nate and the yeah. chemistry that he and I had in the, you know, that's the chemistry with Corn Fed. And, you know, as a musician, you hope that you'll find that unit, you know, and they had that unit in, you know, the, the, in, the, in, in what they had with Scott Lowndes, you know, Eric Kretz, Robert DeLeo, and Dean DeLeo. Those, you know, those four pieces homogenized into something incredibly unique, I think. Um, you know, you can hear influences from various artists. You know, I, I hear... Jim Morrison, you know, I hear some Burt Baccarat in there, um, you know, there's this James Brown type of groove sometimes, you know, some funk. It's just different if you know what you're listening for. Yeah. And so, yeah, that process for me is I've been out of music for a while. You know, I, I haven't played a show with Corn Fed since July of 2015. Um, we did a last minute show and opened up for Drowning Pool. And that was the last show or the last work or anything that I've used my voice for other than to communicate. So you're probably itching to get back into it. Well, yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's an identity thing too. And, and, you know, as, as far as being a performer or an artist, you, it's, it's part of who you are, you know, 
And so you get that void, right? I can actually relate to that. Uh, you know, after being on the radio for seven years and then not doing anything related to it for about three years, and part of the reason why it drove me to start up this podcast, it's like I need a voice rather than just talking shit to friends, you know? Right. You know, and writing music is a, is a great release valve, you know? I'm a little closed off. That's just kind of how I'm built. And that's just, you know, through processes growing up and things, you know, and I don't share a lot, you know, uh, as far as connecting sometimes and, and opening myself up to people. So it's how music, yeah, you know, music is, is, that, is that thing for me. And, you know, it because it's that, it's very genuine. And I think that's why I've found success and with, you know, my bands and when I perform is because I connect because it, it's, it's genuine. You, you can't fake that. And the crowd and people see that and they get, yeah. you know what I mean? And, you know, there, there is no game to it. It's, it is what it is and it's honest. And so, you know, that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give anybody that's in music, you know, be honest and play honestly and exude and write honestly, whatever, whatever you, whatever comes out of you. Right. You know what I mean? You may have the intention of starting a fucking metal band or whatever, but at the end of the day, maybe it's, you know, James Brown funk or, you know, it's just got, it's, it is what it is. And if it's James Brown funk, that's not necessarily a bad way to go either. You know, if you can start a metal band, then all of a sudden start singing, uh, you know, like top 40 crap. Then, yeah. then you might have identity issues. Yeah, right. But, but, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just... any, yeah, anything, if you do it, any, any, like, I love every style Same of here. music. There's something I love in all Same of it. Because I, I can tell when a song or an artist is real and is, you know, is really writing something they believe in or performing what they believe in. And that will just draw me to it. So any, any style and, and, and music is all from the same place and it's all meant to inspire and you know spread hope and happiness yep. and sexiness <laughs> right i i try to keep an open mind like that as well there's just a few genres that or genres that uh you know it's harder for me to get into like the bling bling rap and then oh. like the then the country that you hear on the radio okay. it's like that's just like pop with a twang to me right. and i don't care if you have a bentley you know no, it's like one like bling bling rap song that you're like oh sometimes i kind of sing that song now i'm not saying i don't like rap don't no, get me wrong no. i'll go back and like closet, like closet outcast i like outcast bone thugs and harmony like uh, all that stuff from back in the day there's some i guess the closest to bling bling rap that i would say that i would like would be um probably around the lines of ludicrous oh i love oh, yeah. ludicrous because like he is a wordsmith, you know, like he'll say something, you're like he's just rhyming to be rhyming, and then you'll listen to it again, like, uh, and you'll be like, oh my god, that actually made made sense. Like you've got it all wrong. Like uh, women Stop. in tuxedos, you're coming up short. Like five Danny DeVitos, I live on a cooler <laughs> ranch for the Fritos. And it's like okay, that all kind of makes sense in some way. But wow, and it, it makes you think. I love like lyrical rap. Right. Yep. Right. I'm a lyrical gangster. Yep. Right. <laughs> do you do you do any music? I do not. Uh, you probably wouldn't want to hear me sing. Um, you know, I've I've attempted to play guitar, but I've never really stuck with it. I I've. I've always been focused more on, you know, radio and doing stand up as well. Oh, stand up comedy? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I haven't done that for a while yeah. either. And hopefully this will help me get my foot back in the door doing that too. So, so what, what, what were some of your bits? I think I've, I may have seen you once do stand up. Oh, God. I don't want to get into any of bits right now, but uh, they're, they're on YouTube. They're on YouTube. I have one about. Uh, Let's see, nugget porn. <laughs> um, I have one about. Uh, it's regional. It's. Do you have high V's in Minnesota? Uh, no, not yet. But they're they're building them. They're building a couple of them here. Yeah, they're they so do. close. They're in South Dakota. They're 
so we see them. We know what they are. Speaking of high V. Okay, so it was there's there's a joke about how the uh, employees at High V look like Mormons, and because they wear all wear white shirts with black name tags and everything like that, and like when you walk in, you see the shiny lights, like the bright lights as you walk in. You see. You expect to see bicycles lined up in the bicycle rack outside so after they get off work, they can go spread the word of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then it was like imagining if there were other religions that they had in Hy-Vee as well. Like in in one aisle, you had uh, like the black preacher, like my brothers and sisters (laughs) of the congregation of the helpful smile in every aisle. You can either save or be saved. I got some savings for you. Yes, I do. And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, have the people from the Trinity Broadcast Network just ripping open bags of Doritos and being like, you too, you know, the guys that break the bricks on uh, TV, on the television, like you too can open these Doritos like this to, with the power of the Lord and, yeah. you know, all that good stuff. That's good. That's good. Cool. So what is your podcast about and what, what's the name of that and how do people get to listen to it? Um, the, the, um, the name of it is Cyanet, Cyanet Radio, S-I-A-N-E-T. Um, and you just uh, type in CyanetRadio.com and it runs 24-7 and you, you can uh, you listen all day, all night. And uh, they, there's um, different it's it, it we it's really the, the station was or the podcast was uh built um on our local scene so um okay. crystal magnifical is the uh genius who started this podcast and dare i say because i'm horrible with time as everybody knows but but, but uh 13 years ago ugh, i mean roughly speaking but a, a while ago he started it and um and he basically had uh, local bands, you know, bringing, keeping the local scene alive and, 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 and building it and, and, and you know, uh, promoting it and, and just doing all these amazing things for local music. And uh, it's really, he's really built an incredible um, uh, thing, I think. And it, and it still stays true to the local scene here and underground music. You know, we do venture off into, you know, um, Kind of taking the local scene as like uh, local bands, you know, all around that are underground and working their own thing and, and doing what they believe in. And um, Crystal's amazing, but yeah. So there's a, and they have we have a bunch of different DJ shows. Uh, my show is called Give It to Me Real. I ca- I came up with a new um, intro song. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Are you gonna sing it or? Oh yeah, it's just the intro to my show. Yeah. Okay. Real quick. Okay. 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 It goes, give it to me, 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 give it to me. Nice, nice, nice. I need to be more professionally done. A little more production put into it, but I get the gist of it. It'll it'll definitely be ear catching. Yes. I'm sorry about your. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all good. It's all good. So, is that the Cynet, is it? Yes. Yep. All right, Cynet. Is that just like live or is can you go in and listen to a podcast that you recorded say last night that i missed uh sometime like today um it's it's uh you can do that we need to work on getting our archives um filled up because right now i mean we are running it it's it's live 24 7 but we do have archives we just do not have them as loaded up and recent as we want to at the moment but do you record that show and put it out other places like iTunes and Stitcher as well? We um we record it. We do record it, um, but we do not uh, put it out anywhere else right now. We just have it's Cyanet Radio. But Cy- I mean, and I pro- I'm probably the worst. I am not a businesswoman, so I'm probably the worst one to be like, let's send a call out to talk about our station here. <laughs> 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 You're doing just fine. You're doing just fine. Maybe we can set you up with what's it? Crystal what? Crystal Magnifico. Crystal Magnifico. And you guys could exchange podcast stories and ideas. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we do do That could be cool. We do have um people that uh have podcast or uh that have podcasts and jump onto our um 
you know, like uh, we have uh, someone from England that's like, I would like to have my podcast air on your station. Uh, you know, I don't know what that's called, but sure. syndicate. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. So we do that. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. So what is your podcast about? My podcast is purely um, about promoting local shows. Like uh, usually I say, here are the shows that are happening this week. And then I, and then I play the songs. I play songs from the bands that are playing. Um, and so I, and promoting the scene around here. It, yeah. And I have guests sometimes on, I have bands come in. I'm a horrible interviewer though. May I say it is very hard to be in your shoes, to be, to interview. I think that is a special challenge. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm new to the long form interview like this, the sitting and talking for half hour to an hour or whatever it is. I've, I've done a few ra radio interviews, which are all pretty short because, you know, the tension span of people uh, listening to the radio isn't near as long as a podcast because you have that just in your ears as you're in transit. Uh, radio, you can just hop stations. So they had to keep it like, 15 minutes or less. And if it's a 15 minute interview, it's over two different breaks, you know? So I didn't have a whole hour to fill. Right. Which is completely, it's a lot of time when you all of a sudden you're like, when you're in the interviewer position, it is. It is. <laughs> well, it helps when you have guests that can talk, you know, and, and that, that definitely helps out. That's what I'm finding. So yes. Are we horrible people? To yeah. How, mean, yeah how are we making... You guys are the worstest. Yes. I mean, you guys are great. You guys are great. You're doing great. My first podcast, you broke my cherry. Oh my gosh, is it really? Yeah. Thank you, Bob fucking Powers. I'm glad I was your first. You were. <laughs> <laughs> now that uh, Corn Fed is on hiatus, what have you been up to? Uh, not a lot. I mean, musically, unfortunately. Um, like I said, the last show that we had together was um, in July of last year. It was, you know, kind of a last minute deal. One of the, Another band uh, canceled Hong Kong Sleepover, couldn't do the show. Uh, Ted Renner had come down with a with a throat ailment, uh, and those guys are great too. So any of the listeners uh, want to check out a great band, um, uh, Hong Kong Sleepover, they're out of Macomb, Illinois, which is uh, coincidentally the town I was born in. So uh, you know, I guess in between Corn Fed, you know, when we've been off and I've had some downtime, uh, I was in another band up here in the cities um, called National Overdrive, and I wrote an EP with those guys, uh, recorded it. It's a horrible recording. It was rushed. It wasn't done right. But, you know, the material is pretty cool. And it was something different, you know, from my voice in Corn Fed. How was it different from Corn Fed? It's kind of radio rock. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't, you know, um, bubblegummy, but it, it was just different. Like, you know, I was using an, a different part of my voice. Like, I have a I have a high register. You know, I mean, I can do, like, the Axl Rose kind of stuff. Then, you know, uh, Robert Plant. And, and I have kind of the higher register. So I got to play with that a little bit um, and just, you know, different songwriting style. Um, you know, like this stuff was already completely written, um, but that's kind of how I've written with Nate. I mean, lyrically, I, I, I wrote three, three out of five songs I rewrote, um, but two of them already had lyrics with them. But I was allowed to immerse myself in it and, and not sing it. So I told him, you know, I don't want any recordings previous that anybody else has done. I want it from a fresh ear. So that was okay. cool, you know, and then uh, it had an issue with, you know, personnel, um, my old roommate, studio partner, uh, and guitar player, Eric uh, Foote, who owns Dastardly Studios here in the cities, which is where I recorded the STP submission stuff at. Um, okay. You know, it, he wasn't into it anymore. You know, the shows were great. The crowds were getting bigger. We had a good following. Um, but, you know, there's some personal stuff in the band as far as, you know, band members sleeping with other band members, ladies. I wasn't involved in it. Um, but you know, <laughs> band drama and, uh, yeah, that, that's always like band kryptonite, yeah, we, you know, like once the band members start hooking up, it just yeah. turns into the real world on him. Like back when, yeah. you know, MTV. Yeah. And as, you know, as much as I love the guy or bass player, he, he just, you know, he's Gene Simmons or Nikki six, you know, he wanted to write all the material and we just couldn't write after that, you know, the stuff that he'd already had, had canned up that he'd written with other people. Um, we just couldn't get anything new written. So out of frustration, I'm like, I'm out of here. And that's when Corn Fed started to get together. So uh, I did a show, sang with National Overdrive, and then Corn Fed the same night. Natio opened up for Corn Fed. That was a good time. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, pulling I, double duty. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of cool, you know, pulling the old fucking Lamb of God drummer 
you know, with uh, Lamb of God and Megadeth, him doing double duty, which is crazy. I forgot. Yes, yeah. he is playing like for Megadeth. Yeah, it's not every show, but a number of shows. Yeah, but that'd be a workout. Other than that, man, I mean, musically, you know, I still write. Um, you know, I journal and, and I I have ideas. And um, Nate, you know, Nate, my guitar player, Nate McKenzie, and Cornfed, and, and my co-writer, he and I started that band. Um, and we're connected at the hip. So, you know, he's working on something else. And I, you know, the understanding was, is get it, get it gelling. Let's figure it out. And then let me know what you got. So, all right. You know, so Cornfed isn't completely dead, well, or at least, uh, the band makeup isn't. Yeah. We'll never, we'll never kill it. Cornfed will never die. It's not going to be, you know, we'll never retire it. Um, you know, just some of the band members just don't have time for it. And that's, absolutely cool gotta respect it you know family you have other you know other um passions as well so you know time is precious especially when you as you get a little bit older and you know start to manage your life a little bit different your priorities take different shape and you know just didn't have the same love for it we did i mean love travis to death but yeah, yeah. dude i'm just jumping kind of jumping around here a little it's still corn fed um i remember I think it might have been the first or maybe the second time that I saw you guys play. You had one of the most interesting um, intros to a song that I've ever heard. I think it was to Road Rash. It's like, this song's about driving really fast, cutting bitches' toes off, and burying them yeah. in the desert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Funny story. <laughs> yeah. Funny story about that. Um, we did a show. Well, actually, it was the first show we did. Um, outside at the Mississippi Brew. And we opened up for the Goodyear Pimps, okay? Okay. So we had a song called Road Rash, and we had started it, and that's how a lot of the corn-fed material gets written, it, it, lyrically anyway, um, is that, you know, my kind of modus operandi is to write the first two verses in the choruses, and then out of the, out of the guitar solo, like at the third verse, just fucking wing it and just ad-lib it <laughs> and you know and, until i come up with something so we were warming up and rehearsing we actually recorded the first time as a band um in muscatine iowa at travis's dad's studio um mischief studios and so we recorded live in the studio every you know everything we had and so we did road rash but road rash wasn't complete so trey purdy was in there and if I played the demo, it starts off and you can hear Trey going, fuck yeah. And so I get into it. I sing, you know, I'd written the first verse, maybe. Not sure if I'd had the second verse or not. I'd have to listen to it. But the, the second verse was pretty close. The third verse was run with it. And that's where I had said something about burying her body in the desert, cutting off her teeth. I don't know. Cutting off her <laughs> fucking toes. Fuck, I don't and burying them in the desert. Corpse. Just some random crazy <laughs> shit. And it, that's, I brought that to the show, you know, and, and kind of introduced it that way as a kind of a joke to Trey. <laughs> right on, man. Right on. And okay. I, I don't know if you remember this the first time that we met. I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but the first time that we met, we were getting you were getting ready to go on stage. We were talking talking and you're like, dude, I have a gimp outfit. Would anybody want to dress up in that? That's right. And uh come on stage. I I did pass on that, but uh <laughs> Yeah. Did you ever find a gimp? No, but you know, funny enough, dude, uh, I have that, that costume. I mean, I have the gimp mask and the chains and the, the straps and everything that I got that actually, uh, Thad Taylor from Cedar Rapids, um, him and his girlfriend at the time, Jill had worn dominatrix gimp costumes to Dennis Mahoney's Halloween party. Okay. Okay. And so I ended up inheriting it at the end of the night. And I mean, I have the leather thong in my drawer. I had the gimp mask. Yeah, <laughs> funny you say that. I was thinking, like, who is this dude that just carries a gimp costume around <laughs> yeah, with him? I just Bob that. fucking Powers. Yeah, and I <laughs> had it in my trunk or in a bag or something. Roll <laughs> duct tape and a bag of lime. Yes, yes. I won't ask what those are for. I think we know. Maybe I don't know. Could be dangerous, but uh, all right. I just had to get that out yeah, there. Yeah, no, no, that's all cool. Right. Yeah, my memory with that kind of stuff is horrible. 
You might not remember asking somebody to wear a gimp suit, but you do remember getting asked to wear one. Right. Oh, exactly. that. But you know what? I do recall that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's great, man. I listened to your show with Scott Aaron. Yeah. Just that dude. I'm glad he's doing his own thing. Yeah, I, I still haven't heard uh, his new band, Two Bit Scoundrels. Yeah. I've just heard him talking about it. And I was like, dude, that's kind of cool, like country punk. Well, uh, you know, yeah, 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 exactly. I, and that, that's what I was thinking. I was like, dude, please say you posted something. Like, if, as soon as I get something from I don't know what he has recorded or anything like that. It's just live tracks or whatever. But if I can get approval from him, I will post something. Well, next time you talk to him, have him reach out to me because I got some dudes down there that I could connect him with. That okay. That do, like, session stuff or maybe sit in on some shows with him. Right on. Yeah, I'll definitely let him know. Because Fiddle's now okay. out of her. Yes, yes. <laughs> And and a style of music. And so and so's a noodle. <laughs> and I started writing some of my own music as well. Like play, okay. playing, you know, playing and singing, which I've never done. I've played guitar a lot of my life, but I've never been able to or never, you know, grasped writing and, and playing and singing at the same time. So I actually built a couple arrangements. Um I've got some stuff on Reverb Nation. Uh it's reverbnation.com okay. forward slash uh, Robert F. Powers. And uh, I'm on SoundCloud, too, as Robert F. Powers. But, uh, you know, there's some little tidbits of some stuff that I've written um, that's way outside, you know, what I would normally do. But that's been kind of cool, too, is, you know, finding my other voices as an artist. Yeah. Well, talking to you earlier, you said that you were doing some videos now. Yeah, yeah. So I've been shooting. I've been doing video with my phone and, and I've got a little GoPro Hero. It's nothing fancy, but... Um, and I'm, I'm very visual. Like I take a ton of photos, you know, I think I sent, I've, I've been sending you photos since, you know, we were talking tonight, a couple of here and there. So I don't know, I'm very visual. Um, so I've, I've gotten kind of good with my phone and, you know, shooting video and like scenes and directing and editing and, and so on and so forth. So Nicole and I, I don't know if we talked about this earlier, but had just shot a video the other day that I've been wanting to do for a long time is, you know, I've been wanting to shoot a video with her. And uh, so I'm like, hey, I want to do this thing for the SCP. And I was going to do like, uh, wet my bed, um, you know, and, and recreate wet my bed, you know, as part of my intro to my bio. And so we shot some footage, like in the bathtub with fluffy pillows, you know, now soiled. Where's my cigarette? You know, that whole thing. Uh, yeah, but I ended up putting it together to Vermillion. So I had to take a phone call for work and the GoPro was still running and she's in the bathroom making all these, she's actually talking um, to Stone Temple pilots. <laughs> okay. In my bathtub and making, and then she started making these crazy faces and whatnot. So I didn't even know that footage was there. <laughs> so I was editing it. And I was like, Oh, this is pretty perfect. So that's when I decided to use Vermilion. So, but that's on. Okay, cool. Yeah. I actually saw that on YouTube. Yeah. It's on my YouTube page. My YouTube is Naven. Navin J, N-A-V-I-N-J, like Navin Johnson from The Jerk. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Cool. So in Uncontained, the whole meaning of Uncontained is kind of uh, to be able to get up on stage despite what society says to you or start your own podcast despite everybody saying you can't do it, breaking free of those restraints. So what I want to do is get advice from artists and performers at multiple levels to give to people who might just be starting out because sometimes the advice from the person at the that's already made it doesn't relate to the person that's just trying to get get started, you know. Yeah. So do you have any advice on like what to do to make it, how you've got to where you are and what's your next step? So yeah, I think first biggest piece of advice I would give is you know, nobody likes an asshole, you know, so just be mindful of how you treat people. Um, you know, it's one thing to be good at your craft and be competent, uh, cocksure and, uh, you know, arrogant it is, is completely different. Um, yeah, like I've liked bands like because they've been cool to me and weren't that great. Mm -hmm. Opposed to like some bands that was awesome, but a complete dick. So I completely relate with what you are saying. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as, you know, getting where you're going, kind of like I mentioned earlier, just be you, you know, 
um, music is very primal, and it, it is to me, and I think it is to a lot of people, and, you know, Nicole alluded to earlier, that um, we're fans of all genres. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it evokes that, it makes your body want to involuntarily move in some manner, or you start humming along with it, or you start singing along with it, or whatever, it evokes something in you that's honest and to your, you know what I mean? It's, it's very primal, you know? Yeah. And so just being you and writing how you, you know, expressing yourself that way and not trying to copy something and I say it's all been done. Well, I'd never seen a two piece band until I moved to Minneapolis and you really? know, <laughs> no, I never had, I, I didn't, you know, I knew what the white stripes were a two piece band. But right, but you never see one. Yeah, so you know, and then it was uh, the birthday suits. Oh wow, they were yeah. awesome. Yeah, they are this, awesome. This, uh, two Japanese dudes, uh, and they're killer. Hideo. But the first right on. the first band I was in was a two piece. Yeah. So you know, just do your own thing because it's who you are. Um, merch, you know, is a big deal. Sell your merch. You don't you don't think you're going to make money on your album sales or your your CDs and just get yourself out there. Um, yeah. You know, okay. Brand yourself and, and be it's, it's business. It is a business, you know, getting all fucked up and been through that process and you know, all that. And I was highly functioning and, and whatever, but you know, it's a business and I think you have to approach it as that. Um, and be good and be good at what you do, you know, and, and deliver it because like, it's the only chance you got to deliver it again. Okay, that is definitely good advice, too. I remember, that reminds me of a quote. I don't remember what comedian said this, but uh, basically just saying the only one that can do you is you. Right. You know? Yep. So don't be somebody else. Yeah. Yep. They're already taken. Right, exactly right. So, you know, you can come up with your own real, I mean, there's such a gap in the, in the, in the world of music right now it's there's a lot of garbage out there you know what i mean no, no disrespect to you know but the old boys are are dying off right so i mean who do we have to look up music look up to musically as as a younger you know as a younger generation i mean yeah just fucking kanye he'd, he'd like to think that but <laughs> you know so that's the thing i mean you got you know metallica Iron Maiden's still touring, Judas Priest is touring, ACDC's on the last tour, Stones are, you know, they're old as dirt, Paul McCartney's still kicking and hanging out and doing some fun, cool shit, Lemmy died, you know, and so there's just this big gap. Like, Yeah, definitely, and nowadays, like, bands are typically a flash in the pan, at least the ones that make it big are. Yeah, and that's kind of what I've always, you know, tried to tell the guys in Cornfed, you know, I'm just like, you don't get it, you know, it's, it's, it is that good, it really is. Um, because we all believe it. And I, and I think if you come to a show and we've always been a live band, you know, you come to a corn fed show, it's an event. It's a party. Promote your fucking shows. Don't expect the band, the bar to pay you. If you're not going to bring people in there, you know, don't overplay, play strategic, make friends, make partnerships, trade off shows. Don't be an asshole. You know? What do you mean by do not overplay? Just to, yeah, you know, just so you, to clarify. Okay. So we didn't like to play every weekend at least not in the same place so you know we have our markets where we make money okay um and and with venues and bars that are good to us because we built a relationship and we brought people into that bar so that bar owner knows that hey last time first time these guys played here they played for shit but they told me they were going to pack the bar and we would talk about money the next time so we packed that fucking bar and we talk about money next time and we pack the bar with even more people. They buy more booze and we make money next time. So as an original band, we were making damn decent money for doing an yeah. half show. But, you know, we'd have to pay out the other opening bands. But we didn't pay them 25 or 50 bucks. We split it fairly. You know, I mean, if, if we made 800 bucks on the show, we're giving each band 150 bucks. That's a food money or whatever if we can. We're not paying them like shit. So that's, yeah. you know, that's the other thing. Yeah, you, it costs you money to make music if you're going to travel and, and do that stuff. But get your merch business handled. Bring people to the bar. They'll buy your merch. And they'll keep coming back every time. And put on a damn good show. Hell yeah, those are all good uh, pointers there. And um, 
Definitely. And it even came back around full circle with the nobody likes an asshole part where you're like, pay the bands fairly that play with you because other bands don't like other bands that are assholes. Right. <laughs> nobody likes an asshole. <laughs> well, hello, Nicole. Hi. You're back. I'm sorry. So uh, speaking of you being a comedian, which was when last I was part of the interview, <laughs> where we left off. But um, uh, we are playing a show. Uh, uh, do you have you do you know of Stand Up Records? Stand Up Records. I've heard of them, but I'm not that familiar with them. It's a it's a it's a uh, it's it's a it's a comedy. Uh, how would you say that? Stand Up Records is is comedy label. Comedy label, thank you very much. Okay. But uh, but they are amazing. The um uh Dan Schissel is the uh is the um owner of that, and uh but we're doing but so they have a lot of uh, local comedians around here that are amazing, and we're doing a show with them um on in June, and I just I love um incorporating all the different arts with music, and so we do a lot of shows with uh, comedians. Is what I'm getting at. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Like. I've done a few shows with bands and comedians before, and as long as you let the audience know that it's going to be both bands and comedy at the same time, right. they they actually get it. But if you have a band playing, then all of a sudden throw a comedian on stage, it's the crowd's confused and doesn't know what to do. Well, you know, Zach Wilde, I think, did some shows with Jim Brewer. I know they did some, some web webisodes, Zach Wilde and uh, Jim Brewer. And, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. They did. Uh, There's one. It was, look up. It's the Starjack 5000. Starjack 5000. All right. 5, I will have to. I actually bought one and I've installed it in Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to look that up. So, Static, you want to ask Nicole the uh, same question that she bounced off me with her also being a working musician? Uh, oh, yeah. I'll ask her that. But first, I actually want to ask her. Uh, about the movie she was in. Okay. Yes, um, it was Newcomb High, uh, Return to Newcomb High. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. A trauma picture. Yes. So your band plays in that movie, correct? Yep, we play. We play. Um, we we play ourselves, and we play. We're playing as a band at a beach party. And then and and uh and it's uh, the beach party kind of towards. Well, I guess I can't say anything about the movie really, but um, but uh, yeah, we played a beach party. No spoilers. Yes. <laughs> We we play ourselves at the beach party and we play our song. Um, last song is the um, is the song that we play at the in, in the movie. And they've got a great video for that song too. Yes, yeah. There's a video on YouTube that uh, through Troma that they put out. Um, and and the we we actually the uh, we we did a music video uh, before that the Troma one and with last song and um, Satan is my master. <laughs> Is the other okay, thing. but we did that with uh, Papa Thorpe and um, and uh, uh, Triwire Pictures, and we recorded a music video. And it, I don't know, it was really fun. It's on YouTube. It's called Be Raped or okay, kind of a fun experience. But that we that um, got a, the attention of Lloyd Kaufman from Troma. Um, he's like, oh, this is a great video, and and I mean, and so that kind of had a little bit. And he's like, we would like to use that song in the movie. So it's kind of cool. It's fun. Cool. Awesome. I heard there was a story about you getting to the movie. Well, I mean, it was, it was quite, it was, um, Early. yeah, it was, it was definitely, uh, it, 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 it experienced that brought the band closer together. Um, stay, it, was, it was filmed in uh, Niagara Falls, New York. And, um, and, uh, you know, Lloyd. I had Lloyd had come to Minneapolis prior when I, and I had met him because my first band, Riverbottom Suckerfish, played in a Troma Palooza, and so I met him and um, and then I and I called him out of the blue the summer of this movie that we're in, and I was like, "You should come to town and do a Troma Palooza." And he's like, "Well, I can't. Um, I'm filming a movie." And he goes, uh, "You know that song you had in your music video? Would you like to come and and be in the movie?" And, and play that song. I was like, okay, that sounds fun. And he go, and he, and he goes, well, it's gonna be sometime this summer. And I was like, well, as long as it's not August 11th, um, any day but then. And so he picked August 10th. And so August 11th was my <laughs> brother's wedding um, that I was in, I was supposed to be in. And um, so I don't know. This is gonna be a long story, probably. 
and probably not as funny as it is in our in Rape Door's head. But um, we <laughs> we drove seventeen hours out there and filmed Dodge Intrepid. Yeah, in a Dodge Intrepid with okay. Um, yes, with um. It's all autographed with band names and stuff and stickers. Oh yeah, that was really yeah. cool. Yeah, it didn't have any. It didn't have any brake lights. We didn't have insurance at the time. Piece and, of shit. And it was on. You know, it was running on like two cylinders at that point. <laughs> but we're like, this is its final drive, and it was. That was the last time it ever was on the road. But uh, we almost we almost got arrested in New York, <laughs> and uh, and um, <laughs> uh, and I missed three plane flights back to get back the next day. It was just interesting. It's probably oh, yeah. probably not as funny to you guys, but it was really funny to us. <laughs> we drove seven, we drove seventeen hours out there for six hours, and it was. That that is dedication. That is dedication right there. It was amazing. And you got to know the band. You know what I mean? That's the thing. It would it, it does make sense if you can look at like the see the band and the personalities and just imagine what that would have been like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And if you and we when we got we got pulled over a couple times and you know the one time we're like we're in a band called Rape Door and and the cops were like get out of the car and we're in New York you know we have no idea where we are. And I'm trying to get to a flight to be in my brother's wedding, which I never made it to. Uh, oh, that's too bad. It, it was, but it was. It, hopefully, he understands because it was a great experience. And and Troma and Lloyd Kaufman, they're amazing. They're amazing people, and it was a lot of fun. Right on. Yeah. And and and, well, and the movie is available now. People can buy it. All right, get it on Blu-ray, DVD, or is it on Netflix as well? Uh, no, it's not on Netflix. Uh, but it's you can order it um, on Amazon and all those all those kind of places. They're right on the Troma website, and there are the two of the hottest chicks in the universe in that movie. And they and they they are naked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do these two chicks have a name, or do you want to keep that secret? Um. No. You, oh my gosh. Uh. No. No. I'm gonna have a brain fart. Um. Oh my gosh! Wow, I'm having a brain fart. Let me. I will get right back to you with that one. Uh, uh, Catherine, Catherine Cochran, and um, uh, Catherine Cochran, and uh, um, oh god, her name is like. I smell smoke, dude. I smell smoke. I know. I say it all the time. Asta, Asta. No, but I'm gonna say it in two seconds. I, I, I. She's gonna. I mean, they're gonna kill me for not remembering this. They're just fuck. I'm gonna. I got it right now. Oh my gosh. So I was living in San Francisco. How's the pot culture out there? The what culture? Like the, you know, the legalization out there and stuff. Oh, pot culture. Yeah, I like, thought you said I'm pop culture. Pot friendly state. Dude, you smell it everywhere. <laughs> you get confused on whether if it's weed or a skunk because it's all that strong. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Right on. Yeah. Just got to get a card. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm, holding, uh, I'm holding a chunk of deer skull. Oh yeah? yeah, my dog would love to chew on that. Yeah, I would, love, I would love to chew on your dog. What kind of dog do you have? It's a uh, Black Shepherd Border Collie mix. Ugh. Nice. Bonded chew on. What's it? What's his name? Uh, her name is Luna. Luna. Oh, oh like the Luna. I love that. That's exactly what I say. Luna like the Muna. Really? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I actually I have a hashtag that. of it on Instagram. See, I have mind powers. <laughs> Get out of my head, Bob Powers. Get out of my head. Powers. All right. Well, um, let's see. Can I expound on your on your high V thing there earlier? Sure. So I've always had this thing since I was a kid with the high V theme song. And this is how it goes. Shop high V, shop high V, <laughs> where there's a friendly whore in every store. Dude, I actually just remembered what my final punchline <laughs> was. That was good, though. Did I, did I break something loose there? Yes. Yeah, like, it's been a while since I've done that joke because there aren't high Vs out here. Right. There's... So, like, people would be like, what the hell? And it has to do with a jingle. It's high V where there's a pedophile. <laughs> in a yeah, exactly. Good oh, one. Yeah. And mine is there's a helpful whore in every store. There you go. There you go. They're going to love this. Yeah. I probably won't get Hy-Vee as a sponsor. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Hy-Vee's straight up, dude. They are, man. Uh, well, did you figure out the name yet? Hi. Yes. Okay. So, we turned it. Yeah. So, 
Return to Newcomb High, Volume 1 and 2, is out. You can uh, buy it on Amazon, on, on other website, and, you know, I don't know where you, where, wherever you buy movies, where people buy movies. But as, but, but as I was saying, there are, I swear to God, these two chicks. Um, so Still I, doesn't know the name. No, Catherine Cochran and Asta Perez. Perez. I never, I never say her last name because <laughs> I just, I just get to her first name and I go, Asta, Asta. But they are so freaking hot. I'm telling you. And they, um, they do. Asta Parodies. Gosh. P-A-R-E-D-E-S. Parodies. Okay. Asta Parodies. Okay. Is that how you say it for sure? It's, it's Latina. Well, yeah, right. Oh, but you, okay. Oh. Did I say it wrong? He, he, he's, I don't Did I say it wrong? Say, say it how you want to say it. Say it how you want to say it. Yeah, I want to say <laughs> I want to say You got a parody. Catherine, Cro- Catherine Cochran and Asta Paradis. All right, there you go. That works. I'm sure she won't be upset with that pronunciation. Right? And let me tell you. Let me tell you about these girls, though. They do a love scene that may be the hottest love scene um, known to any 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 love scene in any movie. It's it's amazing. I know what I'm googling. Yeah, you. I'm telling you what. <laughs> and we, when we filmed when we filmed our scene, they one of the scenes was them. They were making or dancing and making out right in front of us while we were filming, and we had to you know do the take a bunch of times and. And um and they it was a pool party and they were supposed to have just been done swimming or something and and Lloyd would and Lloyd kept going get them more wet so we'd bring the two the two chick you know they have to go hose them down or whatever and come back so we got to see them make out totally wet hard nipples for many times over and over it was awesome very nice yeah very nice (laughs) all right one more question for you and then I got a final question for both of you. Question I asked Bob, what is your advice for people who want to get involved in the entertainment business? Oh, um, well, I am, I am not wanting to give advice. <laughs> but, so is but, your advice, don't listen to your advice? Yeah, you know, I, w- I mean, my advice probably does not fit with many people, but I will say, um, when uh, when I t- when I turned thirty, I was, I just I just knew that I, I just knew I wanted to do what I've always wanted to do, and I just woke up and I was like, I need to change my life, and this is what I want to do, and I had never uh, done it before. I'd never been involved in 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 any kind of you know um, pornography, music, or play, you know in in the fact that I am now, and I just said. I, this is what I want to do and I'm going to, I'm going to freaking do it. And I went out and I bought a drum set and I put a, and I, and I, and I answered an ad in the paper and I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I wanted to do it and I, I just did it. And I just, I guess I, if you believe in something and you feel it in your heart, then that's what you should do. And, and people, and, and, and people want people. Yeah. Yeah. People want sincerity and people and, you need to do what's in your heart, so just go out and do it, and and just do what you want to do, I guess. And and all right, that's all I got. <laughs> I don't know. If you want to do it, go out and do it, and don't just wish you were doing it. No, I, yeah, and, like, and, and, don't just sit and wish you were doing it. Put it into action. No, yeah, and believe in your believe in yourself, and and um, you know, like. Just believe that keep just keep hope and and doing good things and doing what you want to do and and just going out there and people will 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 relate to that. Sir people Rainbow. need that. All right. Yeah. That is good advice. That is good advice. Now my final my final question to you guys tonight before we uh, hang this up. How do you live uncontained? I just, I am, you know, I, I live, I, I am who I am. You know what I mean? Like, I don't front. I mean, that's uncontained. I mean, there's a life without much of a filter, you know? I mean, I'm respectful and mindful, but, you know, I kind of just live my life unfiltered. Okay. All right. You uncontained. Know? How do you, how do you, what do you mean uncontained? Like, like wild and crazy or? But like, or it's like. I guess I guess you weren't in there when I explained the show to Bob. Kind of living uncontained is, in a way, going against what necessarily society tells you you can't do, and Bob. doing it like you like you um you wanted to. Don't let them hold you back. Oh. Like 
people say you can't start a podcast you can't be in a band right that okay can i answer that again yeah can i answer that again or can i add yeah yeah like yes like i'm a huge huge charles bukowski fan okay like kerouac you know you know just like that whole kind of vagabond and but you know scott aarons he's he writes you know his, his vagabond diaries but like charles bukowski just didn't give a shit he was who he was he made no apologies about it he was a raging alcoholic womanizing drunk but he was a brilliant writer and that guy yeah you know he just he wrote and he wrote what he knew and that was what was around him you know and so when i say you know kind of live life unfiltered is i just really don't care you know i'm i'm not uncomfortable being around people of different societal statures or you know beneath you know, lower you know, whatever just i'm a human being and so just like fuck it just live you know right. don't worry about what anybody else thinks as long as you're not hurting anybody else yes and you're you're, you're 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 kind you know or whatever is just a sense of humility about you just be you i think that's a beautiful you know beautiful we, we, i mean we all <clears throat> we all wear masks you know well, there's so many, you know, and that's the thing. So masks for me, you know, through my transition in life, because we all wear them. And I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable in a, in a mask anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so just kind of like that cicada that comes out of its crusty shell. <laughs> for 12-year-old kids to pick off. Investigate. <laughs> Those cicadas. Yeah. All right. So. Do you have an answer, Nicole, or? Oh, how how I? Popcorn no, I can't. I mean, how I <laughs> live uncontained. I I am like I, I don't have a plan for anything. I just live, and I I I love, and I I I want people to live in love, and I want people to like feel good, and I want people to be whoever they are. As long as you're not hurting anyone, you can be anything you want to be. And there's so many cool different things in the world, and so many different types of personalities and and everyone is unique and special and and just like peacefulness loving and creativity and uniqueness and i don't know i just i like all of that to stay alive and i and the hope to keep all of those things alive and just be good and fun and wild and crazy and that's why we call her the rape door unicorn yes (laughs) (laughs) the rape door unicorn what better what better way to wrap it up than that? Yeah. Actually, I got one better way to wrap it up. You remember the jingle you wrote for me? Something about It was the Band-Aid one. Yeah. I'm stuck, stuck on static cuz static stuck on me static. Music to my ears. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining me. It's been good talking to you. Thank you. Yes, very good. I hope to, uh, we can speak again someday. And, for sure, for sure. I would love to come see your comedy. And where can people get a hold of you guys? Oh, yeah. Your contact information. Uh, um, you can rate, uh, uh, rapedoor.com and, um, or me, my Facebook page, Nicole Jean Roney. But we have music on Bandcamp available uh, f- free or if you want to, free, or if you want to pay something. But we just like to. Give it away. Give it away, because we love All right, music. fair enough. <laughs> um, and Bob, you? Okay, um, uh, Facebook is Robert F. Powers. Uh, Twitter's Robert F. Powers. Reverb Nation's Robert F. Powers. Spotify's Robert F. Powers. YouTube is Naven J 76 like Naven Johnson, 76, I believe. Wow, that is so different. But just, yeah, just Google. <laughs> and I've got an, uh, a Facebook page up for the uh, STP audition stuff. It's hashtag, or it's just RFP4STP with a capital R. RFP4STP with a capital R. And can people do anything to help? Uh, is there like a voting or anything like that? Yeah, there kind of is. I mean, you know, the, I don't know exactly how it works. It's there's a, there, there is a voting process, but it doesn't really have much to do with it other than stirring up traffic. So, you know, they want to see a buzz, I think, about certain people. And there's guys out there that there's I've seen a handful, like maybe three or four guys that that people are talking about they have big fan bases you know like Torin green um who sang for fuel for a little bit and then um uh emphatic and then there's a guy from my mother earth and then another dude from another band but there's you know so there's a lot of traffic about those guys 
tagging and sharing is huge. Yep, definitely. And if you're a band, tagging and sharing is huge. All right. Yep. Yes, and I will have that posted on my Facebook page as well. So if you want to grab it from there or go to Bob's page, do that. Awesome. Uh, Thank you guys for uh, coming on Uncontained. And uh, good luck with STP. And Nicole, good luck with uh, Rape Door. Thank you. Thank you, Static. You are so cool. Thank you. That's the show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And please support Bob Powers on his quest to become the lead singer of STP. And uh, you can do that by swinging by his Facebook page, RFP for STP, and stopping by the Stone Temple Pilots website, that's stonetemplepilots.com, and uh, selecting him as one of your favorite uh one of your favorite candidates for the new Stone Temple Pilots lead singer. And thank you for listening. I'd also like to thank Bob F. Powers and Nicole Jean Road once again for uh, hanging out with me and talking it over. And also, yes, for the kick-ass logo, once again, Megan Wagner hooking that up. I am really digging the new logo, and I'm working on getting my new website launched. It's going to be uncontainedpod.com, so get that queued up in your search browsers. You'd be able to hit it soon. Then we'll be able to communicate a little bit more until then. And as always, please subscribe, rate, review, and share in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever platform you're listening to this in. Thanks again, and live uncontained.